Here at HorrorOasis.com, we are advocates of the horror genre and strive to amplify underrepresented voices in the horror community. This space is for indie artists to promote their work. Please enjoy your stay, and hopefully it's not your last. Spacefaring researchers disturb an ancient horror. An enchanted object curses a grieving widow. A haunted reel torments a film student. A murder trial hinges on a chilling testimony. Howls from Hell. A new horror anthology from Hal Society Press. Stephen Graham Jones calls it quality horror by true believers who can write. With a foreword by Grady Hendrix, Howls from Hell unveils the horror writers of tomorrow with spine-tingling stories from P.L. McMillan, Shane Hawk, J.W. Donnelly, Lindsay Ragsdale, Amanda Nevada DeMille, and others. Available now in paperback, ebook, and audiobook from Amazon and most other major booksellers. Howls from Hell. Welcome to Dead Headspace, a part of Silver Shamrock's HorrorCast, a podcast network that includes Killing Time with Silver Shamrock and Unburying the Dead, where we exhume classic horror paperbacks for the new generation. I'm your host, Patrick R. McDonough, joined always by my co-host, Brennan LaFaro. Say hi, Brennan. Hello, everybody. And returning guest host, uh, Cassie Daly. Say hi, Cassie. Hi. As well as Erica Robbins. Say hi, Erica. Hey, guys. And today we are talking with author Shane Hawk. Say hi, Shane. Hey. Before we jump into <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> sly audio listener Shane uh, drank uh, a coffee mug. So I guess I'll promote real quick. Go to deadheadspace.com. You can click the store tab to get my mug on a coffee mug or a few other items. So before we jump into all about Shane. This is a kind of a special episode. That's why we got so many people on it. It is uh, celebrating a few things. Shane Hawk and the show's first anniversary. With now we have recorded uh, 94 episodes to date, and our 100th one will be next month. And who will that be? Uh, we'll tell you pretty soon. So I only got one question for it. That that subject. Um, What's the show mean to y'all? Shane, let's go with you first because you're the guest. Yeah, I'm the guest. Uh, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This show means a lot to me because uh, I'm new to the horror gang and it's let me into a lot of different uh, writers' minds Um, because your shows are a bit longer than other ones so and they're more relaxed, I guess, um, and not scripted. So uh, you get to really see how writers are. You know, they, they kind of loosen up a bit. And um, 
it's been really fun to see like behind the scenes, I guess, when they get to explain their work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I listen to it whenever a new one drops. Sweet. Thanks. Um, Cassie or Erica? Um, what, so I didn't know I was supposed to be prepared for this question. You didn't tell me. I didn't um, tell anyone. Never <laughs> Is this, or do you mean like what it means like to me personally, like in general or specifically like only listening to it or being on it or... All I thought about was like, I just, I know we're we're mostly going to be talking about Shane. So I just wanted to kind (laughs) of, that's the only question I had for it. That's the only thing that came to me. Oh, and then I had to like grill you about the question. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Okay. um, So obviously it was the first podcast that I've ever been on. So um, I think it's pretty important because it's the first place that I ever felt comfortable doing that. And then also just now, like being on video, like I've talked to you guys before and I, it's, it doesn't make me feel weird. So thanks. <laughs> nice. It means a lot because it makes me feel comfortable. So, and I like it. And like Shane was saying, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I've learned from the episodes, like not just the ones that I've been on, but other ones too, that I wouldn't have known that stuff otherwise. So it's pretty cool. Sweet. Uh, Erica. Okay. So I, my question, my answer is always like mirror Cassie's, but this was also the first podcast I'd ever been on. So that was really cool. Um, and I know we've talked about this before, but I was super, super nervous coming on. Cause I was listening to the show when you guys first started coming out with episodes and I felt like a kind of a f- major fan of the show at first. So when you guys were like, Oh, do you want to be on it? I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> thank you guys again for that opportunity. Um, I've also I don't know if this is going to come off as like really weird, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Um, I used to hate my voice. If I heard my voice on recordings, I would freak out and I've had to do recordings for work. And I was like, I I can't watch it in a way, but I've been kind of forcing myself (laughs) to watch the episodes that I've been on with you guys. And it's making me actually appreciate my voice, which is nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Your voice is good. I don't know what you, I I mean, I understand hating your own voice because I hate mine. So I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you. But yours is, I'm like, yeah, you got a good voice. Oh, thank you. Well, you know how it always sounds like totally different in your head. I like the way my voice sounds in my head. So obviously hearing it out loud is very different, but I'm trying to meet in the middle with those two. <laughs> it took me years to get used to mine. I don't give a shit anymore. I mean, uh, it is what it is. Um, but I, you know, it, it's, it takes a little getting used to for everyone. I would think Brennan, what's it mean to you, sir? Uh, well, first of all, I'm just going to drop. I, you know, Erica, I love <clears throat> that you shared that. I think that's awesome. And that's, yeah, that's, it's awesome. And uh, Shane, I apologize that you got thrown in there first because we invited you on to basically say, Hey, why don't you start out by saying nice things about us? <laughs> <laughs> um, Buy some merch. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't have a mug. I love how he casually just does <laughs> I, you know what? New listeners are going to be like, this guy is so fucking egotistical. I, I mean, Brennan, if Brennan and me started out together, it would have been our faces. But it didn't start out that way. It's too late now. You I'm can't just add him on, on there, too, because I want you to look bad. I want <laughs> you to look egotistical. I, I do a good job at that. Brennan, answer the fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm, you know, I've shared before that before the opportunity came up to be on here and and co-host this, this is not something I would have actively sought to do. Um, And it just, you know, 
with with being sent home uh because we recorded even though the the first episode aired around may 27th am i making that up um we recorded for the first time back in march of of 2020 and i think we might have recorded within a week of you know me being sent home from work for the foreseeable future which obviously ended up being like six months. Um, and it just seemed like something cool to do. And now, you know, I've been back at work since September and, um, you know, it's not just a pandemic thing. I'm really enjoying this. I love getting to uh, talk to authors and pick their brain. And I can honestly say that, you know, the gains I've made in writing uh, would not even be, you know, it sounds egotistical and, you know, I usually leave that to you, Pat, but, <laughs> Um, the, the gains I've made in writing and, you know, just being able to understand where I need to improve, where, where my weaknesses are and what I do well, they're going to be, you know, just not even close to where they are now without all of the help that, you know, people who are a lot smarter and more talented than I am have come on and willingly offered. So how about you, Pat? Um, I started out simply wanting, uh, a way to kind of separate myself from other authors and podcast was like, I talk a lot and let's give it a shot. And I uh, did my homework and I just tried, you know, standing out basically and kind of giving myself a fan base before I had my debut out. But then you and I talked and it turned into that. And then we had Cassie and then Erica. And then we've had others on and we will next season two. And uh, it's turned into something like I've had people message me privately where it's actually helped them during some pretty rough times. Um, that was never a thought. And it's turned into a whole thing where it's, I feel like it's an inclusive show. Um, and we listen to every, I'm just looking at Mosquito. It's all good. Uh, as it, It's turned into so much more than entertainment. It is entertainment. But uh, thanks to all the people we've talked to, I've, I've come to think of this show as a, a way where you can, take a snippet of time in the horror genre and it's all on record right here from guys like Ramsey Campbell to newer folks like ourselves. And uh, I'm going to do this for as long as I can. And it's my goal to kind of be a documentarian for this genre and to help people if I can. So it's, it's gone beyond entertainment and I love that. And made friends. We're all friends. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, I'd love to add one more thing if, if you're okay with it. I, um, it doesn't matter. You gotta say it. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as I do, you're going to feel like a real dick for throwing that out. Um, so, (laughs) so, I mean, the last, the last couple weeks have, have not been, you know, super easy. I've shared a lot, you know, we adopted a dog a couple months ago, found out that he, uh, had heartworm and essentially, you know, went from, he's in, um, his heart is failing to he, his lungs are also failing and we're just not going to have him for very long. And it's, you know, even with all of that other stuff, his, he's, he's been declining, you know, he's, he's not doing good this week. Um, and maybe it's just temporary. We don't know, you know, he's going to the, he'll be at the vet in a couple of days and we'll know a little bit more, but every single person who's on this call tonight, you know, all, all four of you, uh, I, I counted, right. Yeah. Uh, personally have reached out, um, you know, just to, um, check in on me. And that's something that, 
you know, I, I, I've made those relationships through this show, you know, gotten uh, legitimate friendships just from meeting people through outreach through this show that, you know, have done more to reach out and say, hey, man, how you doing? Are you OK? Uh, than, you know, the people I see in my everyday job. And, you know, that means the world to me. And it doesn't happen without, you know, this show kind of without this show's genesis. That's pretty awesome. You feel um, like a dick? Yeah, well, I mean, I feel okay. like a dick for a lot of things. That's just that <laughs> and on top of it. Um, yeah, that, that's really, I don't know what else to add to that. I don't know how to segue. So does anyone have anything else or do we want to dive into what got Shane into horror? I have a question. Go for it, buddy. Uh, so when are you going to get Chuck Palahniuk on? Ch- uh, Chuck Palahniuk or, or is that his cousin? Yeah, it's a, it's a troll. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have <laughs> no, had but a that... Charles. we have had a Charles Palahniuk on. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my that'll favorite have to episode. do for now. Yep. Oh, cool. I just cool, wanted yeah. to shout him out because that was my favorite episode so far. Yeah, he. Uh, it took two of us to keep a uh, conversation with him going because we're not we're like half as smart as a quarter of his brain. Thanks for <laughs> looping me in there. I had to. <laughs> All right. So Shane, what got you into horror? Uh, let's see. Uh, a bunch of things. Interesting. Next. Uh, no, like scary, <laughs> scary joking. movies on on the, the TV channels and watching them and getting scared. Uh, one major one was Chucky. Mm. Um, that didn't get me into horror, but it made me like scared of things. Um, and slowly, uh, I started getting into darker things. Like, uh, uh, I think I said on Chris Morsels, that's a different podcast. Um, plug it. Eric's a friend. <laughs> yeah. Eric is awesome. If you don't know him yet. Uh, Eric Raglan or Raglan. Um, Raglan, yep. Raglan, yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, uh, just really got into it through movies. Um, as a kid, yeah, I read Goosebumps, but it was more about uh, horror cinema. Um, and my dad let me watch movies that I shouldn't have at early ages. And um, there's a whole list of ones that I watched before I was like 12 or 10 that I shouldn't have. Um, But yeah, that's what really got me into it was just scary movies. (laughs) Anyone want to jump in? What do you have the list? Because you said there's a whole list. Do you have it like handy with you? Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) Uh, Chucky Friday the 13th. Uh, That's about it. Oh, it's a short list then. (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you i thought i was waiting for you to jump in see this is the perils of having uh was it four people no it's five people yeah they don't all show up on my screen this is terrible so um Uh shane you you know you you gave us kind of the lowdown of what got you into i'm just going to talk over you it's fine um of what got you into horror, but yet you're relatively new to actually writing it. So yeah. what, what kind of ignited that? What made you want to start? Um, probably Stephen Graham Jones. Um, because he showed me that you can be, 
indigenous and write some creepy stuff. And my first book that I read from him was Mapping the Interior, um, put out by Tor. And you guys had Ellen Datlow on here, right? And yeah. I think she edited that one. And that one like really spoke to me on different levels. Um, you know, I have a brother who has special needs. Um, and that was like a harrowing story. So that was like uh, the summer of 2019. And right then I decided I wanted to be a writer. <laughs> and I, I wrote like two short stories. They're really just flash pieces. They were awful. Uh, I actually <laughs> put them... <laughs> I put them on Amazon and uh, because I wanted to see what the process was like of being a self-published person um, instead of just watching a YouTube video, which I should have. Um, and I put them on there. <laughs> I sold like seven copies to randos, uh, made a bunch of money from that, uh, what is it, 30% from the 99 cent uh, royalty. And uh, yeah, I... Then I got into the teaching credential program over here um, in San Diego, and I really wanted to write a collection, um, but then the credential program got in the way, so that sucked because it kind of sucks the life out of you. Um, so I postponed it, and then I was like, yeah, maybe next summer. And then uh, next summer is when, well, 2020, fast forwarding, uh, that's when I joined the House Society uh, which is like a book club through Discord. Started on uh, Horrorlit, the subreddit, and I saw um, Alex Wolfgang. He published by himself um, Splinter and other stories, and I really liked the artwork. And he was telling me he did it all himself, um, not the artwork, but the whole book. And I was like, wow, you can really, you know, write something, put it out in the world, and get Amazon ratings and have people read it. And so that was like early July, like two weeks later, I commissioned the cover of Anoka and I was like, uh, let's start writing this thing. So, um, that's what really got me into it was a mixture of SGJ and my friend, Alex Wolfgang. I like that you started off with the cover and kind of almost used it as inspiration. It's like, now I've got this thing. So yeah. I have to write it. I'm stuck. I can't just, you know, sit down and plug, you know, half of it away at a computer and then forget it because I got busy. Like, you know, I have to complete this thing. Right. So that was the drawback of it was uh, creating a pre-order on Amazon and setting myself a deadline with something that's not written yet. Um, that was pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, because I've, I've told other people that I lost five stories and it was going to be, um, like twice as long. Um, there's a lot of cool stories in there that I lost, but oh well. And so, yeah, on the wall behind me, you can see there's a printing on the wall because um, I love the art so much. And it was really cool going through that process of him making it um, all the way over in Poland. So he just made it through email <laughs> and he figured you, it out himself. Do you save your work on like multiple for, uh, types ways now i can't think yeah so i definitely have uh different ways of saving now and uh, i guess i'll let the cat out of the bag here maybe bill gates is going to find me but i was using a pirated version of word and uh so if you use a pirated version of word um you don't have an online you know cloud 
for saving. So I was saving it to my iCloud folder, <laughs> uh, which is a workaround. Yeah. Uh, and so for those five stories, somehow the save as got uh, put on my local hard drive. And so for the next five stories, I just saved them on my computer. And my MacBook decided to kill itself. Uh, maybe because my writing was bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I committed suicide and I was like, ah, I got to get a new computer. That's harsh. And, um, yeah. I drive computers to suicide. It's pretty bad. Well, your writing does. Yeah. Well, I'm not <laughs> <clear. Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I just saw that. Shane, movie. I will warn you that uh, Bill Gates does occasionally listen to the show. He's caught a few episodes. He's reached out. So, you know, if 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 we see that door bust down mid episode, we'll know why. <laughs> oh yeah, I know him personally. I call him Billy. He's not like that. So that just proved that you don't know. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw that movie, The Mitchells vs. Uh, the Machines, or so- something like that. I don't know if you guys saw it on Netflix. It's this animation, end of the world, where uh, technology takes over uh, the human race, and that just made me think of that, Shane. That you're you're going to be a hero of this of this story. <laughs> Was that sponsored by Microsoft? No, that's uh, Steve Jobs. The ghost of Steve Jobs actually sponsored that. So, <laughs> oh, for two, sir. <laughs> and if I see him, seem a little defensive with Shane, it's because he's my buddy, and uh, I can't tell when he's <laughs> fucking with me sometimes. So it's I, an I, art form. I try throwing jabs back every now and then. Um, Eric, <laughs> Erica, why don't you, Erica or Cassie, why don't you take over? Me and Brennan have talked a little bit. Oh, I, I got one. Um, you kind of answered my original question because I wanted to ask you what the process of designing the cover was like. Uh-oh. But <laughs> yeah, um, but other than that, like the cover, I saw that you did a. A Twitter thread where you were trying to pick the font of what you used on the cover. Yeah. Um, I may be misremembering, but I feel like your original one didn't get a lot of feedback and you're like, well, <laughs> so how did you end up like choosing all the elements that went into the illustration on the cover? Um, so the werewolf was always going to be on it. Um, I really wanted a werewolf no matter what. Uh, because of Mongrels, again, SGJ, he's in my life all the time. Um, Does Tori know? Oh, she knows. Okay. <laughs> He's all up in my emails. Um, but uh, I he he chose for the trees to be sideways, like kind of slanted, because he's you know he's an artist and I'm not. Well, I guess I create different art, but not that type. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely wanted it to be leaning over uh, a white-tailed deer or stag or something. Um, and the original design, I think I posted on Twitter was going to be in the sky. It was going to be a jack-o'-lantern with, uh, the moon was going to be the eye. The other eye was going to be like, a what do you call a collection of bats? I don't know. A murder. Let's go with that. That's not a murder of crows, but a murder of bats. Okay. Does sound cooler. Yeah. (laughs) Than whatever the real answer is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Jamie, really can you pull that now. up? Can somebody just look it up? I'm so curious. Yeah, huh? Google. Yeah, Jamie. Give me a second. <laughs> I don't know if they watch that uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, what? What is it? What is a gang of bats? It's a gang. Oh, now they're a gang now? <laughs> if it's something really dumb, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's still a cool name. A group of bats sometimes called a cauldron. 
Bat groups are also Ooh. called a colony when a large okay. no, no, not colony. Stop. Just stop at cauldron. Just leave it there. <laughs> cauldron. Yeah. See, this is why people tune in because the more you know. Like a super um, short show? Is that weird? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, the original uh, idea was a Jack Lantern in the sky. Um if you look at the cover, um yeah, I'm not gonna pull the book out. It's hard to see because your filter's black and white. And the right. book covers black. Erica's got it. Nice. My whole life is monochrome. It's black, um, white, and red, actually, because there's like it's pink a little bit. That's true. Nice. Yeah, that's my that's my chapstick. <laughs> um, so if you look at the the top branch there, that's sort of like a stem of a pumpkin. And the original design was going to have the moon eye, the cauldron of bats as a second eye, and then uh, the teeth, the creepy teeth, were going to spill anoka. And that didn't really work out. Um, it was really hard to pull off, to be honest, um, which is totally fine. So I was like, uh, let's not go with that, I guess. Let's just, you know, drop that entire idea that I wasted your time with and <laughs> let's just make the moon an O. And then uh, I think it worked out because it's really easy to read as like even like a thumbnail on like Amazon, you know what the title says. Um, and the other way was um, the teeth kind of look like metal band script, um, which is kind of hard to read. It's illegible. So I was like, maybe this is smarter anyway. So I just went that way. And uh, it was really a fun process, though. It is good when people can like read what you uh, want them to know about. <laughs> so I guess we're talking about Anoka now. Uh, let's dive into that. <laughs> All right, I've heard of that. <laughs> but, uh, Cassie, what are your thoughts on it? You keep putting me on the spot when I'm not expecting it. And I'm like, uh, Brennan. <laughs> no, I can answer the question. I just, I wasn't prepared. You were just, I thought, look, okay. All right. I really liked it. So when I, <laughs> when I started reading it, I, um, I was actually like, I'm going to read the first story and then I'm going to like, I'll finish it later at, because I, at that time I still had like a day or so of the podcast, um, mm-hmm. or before the previous rescheduling. And then I, ended up just reading through the whole thing because I couldn't stop. Um, so it was really good. I couldn't like the sto- I really, I struggle with short story collections a lot of the time because sometimes people, um, I don't know. I, and I'm not even thinking of anyone in, in particular. It's just sometimes even with one writer's stories, they're so varied that it's really difficult for me to like keep my attention to it, like from story to story. Yeah. So I'll be like, Oh, I love this one. I love this one. But these next four are like losing me and I don't want to read any more of this book. Yeah, and that fair. never happened with this one. So I was like, Pretty yes. Cool. Plus it wasn't like, it's not, it's not a big chunky boy, which maybe because of the five stories that you lost, <laughs> maybe it would have been bigger, but like, as it stands, my attention span right now is really, really not great. So having something that was like manageable and not super intimidating was very appreciated. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good point. Because, like, we read, I mean, all of us are viewers or, or whatever. And um, I don't know what the fuck I am. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a reviewer anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of books to read. So, like, when you get one that's that size, it's just, uh, it, it's kind of appreciated. I guess is the best word. Because <laughs> um, we get from the devil. Yeah, because we caught you right at your foundation. Um, but we'll get into your projects the other projects later um erica is there any other questions or cassie or brennan that you want to talk about anoka Uh, i guess i don't really have questions i have more comments if you don't mind (laughs) comment Uh, away 
Sure. So two things. Um, one of my favorite things about this collection specifically was that each story had a different feel to it and different topics and things like that, but they also blended together really well. Did you have like a master? Oh, I do have a question. Apparently, did you have like a master outline for this collection where you're like, oh, okay, I want the overall collection to feel this way to the reader. Um, I definitely went with the, the themes of family and grief. Um, and identity those are the main ones uh so i was trying to like put that into each one um like even orange uh which is just a guy talking to you uh he reveals family stuff at the end um but yeah i mean i didn't have a master plan for like uh all the stories you know the whole thing was pants or pants or you know that style mm -hmm. uh and I had no skeleton um, to build off of. I just went where I went. And um, yeah, I. Uh, the only deliberate thing, I guess, was maybe the length of the two short ones, the flash ones. Um, I did that because I, n no one I know really reads. You know, they'll read uh, like, you know, you know, the type of friends that said, oh, yeah, I read before. Uh, I read Harry Potter. Um, and that's kind of like everyone. Everyone's read Harry Potter almost. <laughs> uh, maybe except for Patrick. Um, I actually only read the first book, so good catch. <laughs> um, and uh, so I wanted to make something appealing to my friends and family who like just either hate reading or they don't know how fun it can be or they just don't do it because they don't have time. So that's why I opened with Soilborn, which is only like, I don't know what's it's like uh, 1500 words um, and that's why I opened with that one and then I hit you with wounded which is really sad super sad <laughs> and long and then I hit you with orange which is another shorty and that was the only really deliberate thing um, just appealing to my my friends and family who do not read <laughs> sure. that's awesome um, I was just reading over my review as you were listing off all the titles and all of my little blurbs, cause I review like each story as I go with collections. Mm -hmm. Um, each one pretty much says, oh my gosh, the ending, like again, killer ending <laughs> again, that ending, what happens next? So <laughs> I really appreciate the way that you write and you know, it's so like heart wrenching at times. And then the end happens. I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> Thank you. That, that was my second comment. That's all I had. <laughs> just yeah. whoa. Yeah, just whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with the endings. Um, I really like short stories that have little twists. Sometimes it's hard to like foreshadow a twist enough where it's not a, a surprise or you don't feel slapped by the author. And then if you foreshadow too much, then, you know, it's predictable. And I still struggle with that. You know, I'm new. Um but it was really fun writing all those endings, um, especially Transfigured. That was very ambiguous. And I know I left people wanting more because I did plan on writing like maybe like a novelette. Um, but then kind of chain, uh, plans are changing with that because uh, I landed an agent somehow, some mysterious way. And I can't really focus on making like novelettes or short stories right now. Um, so I have to focus on other things. But yeah, yeah, we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. So let's talk about the introduction. Let's talk about it. D uh, okay. Well, you 
<laughs> Doesn't Tell count us. as a question, Pat. <laughs> All right, we'll start with this. You picked Anoka. We we know why we read the book, but can you explain to people that have potential readers why you chose Anoka? Yeah, um, I was doing research. I wanted um, everything to take place in kind of like one little town or city, um, just because that's always fun. You know, Stephen King does it, and you know Matthew M. Bartlett. Um, they all have their kind of little stories that happen all around the same place. You know, similar themes. And so I was researching, um, and I came across Anoka, which is pretty cool because, um, you know, my family's from Minnesota, my maternal family, and I didn't notice, or I didn't know until after I told them my plans about writing the short story collection, that uh, my grandma and mom actually lived in Anoka. And um, I don't even think I put that in the intro because I already wrote the intro before I knew about it. So uh, my mom was in the Halloween parade uh, before, and they lived there for a couple years, and um, it just really stood out. You know, when you, once you research it, you find out that it's supposedly the Halloween capital of the world, um, because back in I believe it was 1920, um, you know, kids were just terrible. They were on Halloween; they'd go out and. Uh, they put soap on windows. Apparently that was a, a terrible thing back then, but you get some clean windows the next day probably. Um, or they would just cause all this havoc. And so I guess the townspeople, or I guess it's a city now, um, they all came together and said, what can we do to have these whippersnappers uh, off the streets? So they came up with a street parade, which doesn't make sense, but... Uh, <laughs> They made them all dress up in, you know, uh, Halloween costumes and have fun. And it's been that way since 1920. So last year, um, it was going to be the 100th one. But obviously COVID happened, so I'm not actually sure what happened. But there's all these collectibles about, you know, the 100th um, anniversary and stuff. But I think it's on for this year. Well, that's interesting. Halloween Town. That's a good movie. Uh <laughs> More than one movie. I like the first There's a one. series. Yeah, um, I only know. I've only seen the first two. I don't know the others. I love that the first one won uh, Best Picture. I couldn't believe that when it happened. I believe that it's a good movie. Yeah, it is pretty good. I watch it. You know that and uh, Hocus Pocus, <laughs> go tos. So, want to tell us a little bit more about the uh, introduction at all? Um, you said you don't talk about your grandmother, but I can't remember the top of my head. Do you, don't you talk about your grandfather at one point? I probably do. All right, I'm gonna stop quizzing you on this. Let's just <laughs> let, let's just jump to uh, <laughs> the very last story I would like to talk about. If anyone else wants to talk about others, just jump in. But transfigured, I liked how it's all kind of like rushed dialogue or or narrative rather. Mm-hmm. Um, was that was that the purpose? Is there a purpose behind that? Uh, can you define rush dialogue? Well, it's not like complete sentences. It's not like I am doing this. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like uh, felt real bad. Took off coat. <laughs> ran away. It's like yeah, stage yeah. direction pretty much. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I did that in a few of the other ones too. Um, it's mostly how my dad talks to me. 
I don't know. Mm. It's he cuts off, you know, all the all the pronouns, and he always says "seen" instead of "I saw that." He says "seen that" or something like that. <laughs> and so I don't know. I love that voice, and um, I decided to go with it. And I don't know. Like in my head, like I like informal writing. You know, that doesn't get all flowery and stuff. Um, it just feels like the narrator is talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of feels natural, I guess. Uh, which some people disagree with. But that's fine. Nice. Those uh, people interpreted... are Oh, Cassie, go ahead. Sorry. In your... No, it's just the way he said it. He's like, I don't, some people disagree. And I was like, those people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, I, when I read, like, the way you set it up, I it made me think of like uh, noir or like a, you know, thirties hard boiled detective, the way that you'd have that first person narration kind of clipping everything. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I liked that effect too. That's, that's, that's what I felt. I thought you were going for. Yeah. At, uh, subconsciously, it might've been influenced also again by SGJ, that pesky guy. Uh, Cause his early writings were all noir. That's where he got his start. And I've been reading, over the past, well, the past pandemic, I guess, um, a collection by uh, Theodore C. Van Aus Jr. He's going to be my co-editor on the upcoming uh, anthology that we'll talk about. But um, he edited like a whole collection of different SGJ stories and excerpts from his books from his earlier days. And so I was going through that, and it probably seeped into my writing because... Um, I don't know. I just, I love, I love that guy. Nice. Well, so, oh, Pat, do you have a follow up on that? I was just going to say, I got nothing uh, left for Anoka. It's, it's uh, up to you guys. If you want to talk about that book anymore, or we move on. All right. Well, I have a question. I'll ask it slowly. while Shane slowly sips his coffee or whatever he's drinking. Um, so, as as a rule, I assume most people, you know, when they start a collection, they go straight through unless they're, uh, you know, a sadist or something like that. But if somebody was just looking to read one story, kind of sample your work, which one would you throw them at? Um, hmm. Probably one of the flash ones, just because people are busy. I give them. <laughs> either Soilborn or Orange, to be honest. Um, you know, we're all busy. And if you say, hey, can you read this for me? Uh, depending on the length, man, you know, I have things to do. Uh, so if it's like something that, that's two pages that they could read while they go to the bathroom, um, not that people do that, but uh, you can kind of get your story out there quicker. No, length is definitely good, but... You also mentioned that you probably spent more time going over with a fine tooth comb those two stories than any of the other ones in the collection. Does that yeah. figure in too? Like, you know, yeah, this is short. You can read it while you go to the bathroom if that's your thing, but also it's super polished. Yeah, true. Um, I think I spent the most time on those because Flash is like totally different um, than just a, a simple short story. Obviously, you have uh, way fewer words, and like, like I, I think I said in the story notes, like it was so incredibly hard to like make people have an emotional reaction in both of them. 
um, if I didn't take that machete and cut all the fat off. Mm. Um, so like, I really focused on word economy. Obviously, you have to. So that kind of sounds stupid that, now that I say it. Uh, yeah, flash fiction has word economy. Wow. Um, but I really focused on it. Uh, I also ran it by a couple people um, that kind of helped with, you know, adding details and stuff. But um, deliberately telling people to check those out because they're more polished, uh, I guess that works in my favor. <laughs> Perfect. Um, does anyone have anything that they want to say about Noka before we move on to the next time? Uh, no, just that your choice to do that paid off because that is probably why I was able to start it and then just keep going through it because <laughs> it felt so productive after the first two <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm flying through this and I've only got a little bit left. I just keep going. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so the Howl Society, you mentioned that uh, earlier. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit more besides it's a group that talks on discord i know that there's works on an anthology so if you want to start talking about that too that'd be great yeah so uh four score and seven years ago there was a subreddit called r slash horror lit and grady hendrix was one of the moderators i think he still is but he's busy um (laughs) and during the pandemic last year i think it was in March, um, someone from there named Emily, we call her the sleeping queen because she set up house society and then she disappeared. And uh, so she's in slumber somewhere. Um, she alive or? Well, now that I think about that, now I feel like a dick because she might be dead. So Emily might be dead, uh, sleeping queen. Uh, Along that. She- <laughs> So about the anthology or the book. Thank you, Cassie. Uh, there's, just a, there's just a bunch of horror nerds on that subreddit that said, hey, let's uh, start a book club. So it started like that. I joined in early. It was actually July 4th. Um, I remember that was the day that, that Flaming, was it Flaming Tree Press? Flame Tree Press put yep. out like a $4 paperback sale. I bought like every Jonathan Jans book. Um, still haven't read. I'm sorry, Jonathan. Um, and Jokes and news and listen to the show. So, all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, sorry, anyway, James. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I met a bunch of cool people on there. Uh, like I said, Alex Wolfgang, um, and others. And, uh, it started out just as a book club, simple discussions every week. And now it's grown into, uh, some amorphous, like crazy blob that's taken over horror uh, maybe that's kind of oversketching it, but uh, we're doing an anthology. Um, all the arcs are out. Um, some people have read it and liked it. Uh, I think it's already at like 50 reviews, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and I mean, uh, I should start with what the hell it is, right? Howl Society. Horror Obsessed Writing and Literature Society. It sounds a little snobbish, I agree. Uh, no one, no one said it, but I brought it up. Um, how society? We are a society of writers and literature readers, and um, no, but we have a lot of fun on there. Uh, a lot of book discussions. We talk about movies, uh, games. We actually started uh, gaming recently. Um, we play and stream on Twitch and stuff. Um, but yeah, we're already planning on the second anthology. 
people are already drafting their stories for it. And we'll see who we can get for the forward for that one. <laughs> I forgot to unmute myself. Sorry. Um, wow. Let's talk. Let's talk about that anthology, though, man. Isn't that the the one where Grady's involved with? Yeah. So uh, Solomon Force, he is the guy who basically runs Howl Society now, uh, or Howl's for short. Um, and he reached out to Grady because obviously he had a connection from um, the subreddit to the Discord because he's a moderator over there. So he asked his permission if he could write uh, the forward or whatever. And Grady was like, eh, maybe. No, I don't. I, I forget what the conversation was like. He was really nice. And uh, he wrote like a really beautiful forward, to be honest, if you read it. Uh, it's like a good, um, I don't know, it's like a little essay in itself about the love of horror um, in your childhood and stuff. And, uh, I forgot what your question was, but I'm going to keep rambling about the anthology. Uh, there's 16 writers, um, including myself. So 15 and a random guy with lipstick. And, uh, I wrote a cool story for it. It has nothing to do with indigenous people or subjects or anything. Um, it's like an audio transcript of a therapy session in the 1940s. So it's kind of like uh, detective work, kind of, but not really. Um, some people like it. Some people don't. That's how life goes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really cool working with all the, the writers. Uh, we each did three rounds of uh, editing. So we'd all be assigned three stories. And then I think it was like a two-week window. And you'd have to read the story and put your notes on Google Docs and fill out a form. And, you know, we worked on characterization, dialogue, um, if it sucked or not. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, but that was a really fun process. And I think toward the end, I caught COVID or something uh, in December. And uh, I was on oxygen tanks. And I was, I was still, please let me get the stores. And they're like, nah, bruh, he get the again. Um, so that was fun. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I have a random one. Um, have you guys started working on blurbs? And is your grandma going to write a blurb for this one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, for the current anthology or the next one? Either or both. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for blurbs, um, we got four. Um, I'm not going to call them out, but uh, I asked a B&O. He didn't do it. Um, but uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I got Laurel Hightower. Shot, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired, Romano. Gabino's not busy or anything. <laughs> no, I know. That guy, how does he do it? He's like, yeah, I just edited and uh, workshopped like 49 students' work. And oh, I just edited two anthologies and I just shot a movie. Um, no, but he's awesome. Uh, so I got Laurel Hightower, uh, Cena Paleo, uh, and Stephen Graham Jones to blurb it. Nice. And um, uh, my friend Chris O'Halloran, uh, he's from Canada. And I don't know why I said that. That's like his main identifier. 
Uh, <laughs> he got oh GD. the Canadian. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think he drinks maple syrup. Uh, so he got uh, JD Horn to do a blurb, um, and it was pretty cool. Like all these people were very very excited to do it, and they turned it in on time. And yeah, we're talking about the Grady Hendrix uh, anthology, right? I think so. You know, I was I was talking about Midnight and the Pentagram. Uh, <laughs> I can't. This it's I can't fucking pay attention when you're texting me. And I thought it was just due to like text based conversation. You're, yeah, you know, I wasn't texting. I, I know. Okay, look. That was you know, I just checked my phone. I was like, "Excuse me, there's no text here. What are you talking?" No, about? no, no. But like, and now I can't. I mean, it's the same effect that I have. I'm, I'm tired, dude. I had a fucking stomach These bug. These lies are so ago. easy to verify. <laughs> <laughs> look, just go. Listeners talk. at home, I, I do not apologize for what anything for, for trolling this entire episode. See, here it is. You're getting darker and darker the whole time. It just your yeah, screen's gonna be black eventually. I went, I I went to the beach. I got some tan. <laughs> uh, no, just, it looks like you're being swallowed by darkness. Like it looks dangerous. Like there's people <laughs> getting you. <laughs> I guess you could say that. You know, Shane, Shane did give me a fair warning that he said he would troll me on my show and he would troll you guys. So I should have picked up on that. Yeah, like so, the greatest rock band of all time. Is not Led Zeppelin. Who, who is it? So it's Aerosmith. Oh God! Uh, with lead guitarist Angus Young. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. You know, I, I I just made me think. I was uh, I was at work the other day, and this this doesn't relate to Shane's writing at all. But I'm going to tell it anyway because all right, sounds <laughs> that's good. the kind of episode we're having. Um, <laughs> and I was you know in front of a class. I was just kind of fiddling around with my guitar, and I played "Stairway to Heaven." And the teacher in the room was like, oh, I love that song. W- what is it?" I said, well, it's <laughs> "Stairway to Heaven." She said, "Oh, that's." I don't know who that's by. It's like, oh, come on. You can't, you can't do that. You're not, you know, th- these kids are in kindergarten. They can do that. But, you know, you're in your 30s. You can't do that. It's actually a song by Billie Eilish. Yeah. Ne- the listeners don't know. I um, I have uh, the symbols of Led Zeppelin on my uh, calf, and I often wear shorts. And a guy uh, my age walked behind me and was like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's from uh, Led Zeppelin's fourth album. And I uh, just nodded my head because I don't know what else to do. And he said, not sure who they are. I'm like, all right, goodbye. <laughs> like, you know, in fact, those symbols are uh, for Billie Eilish. No, like, come on, it's man. True. You've never it's even true. heard of them. <laughs> it's silly. I thought you said symbols, like the musical, like instrument, like symbols. And I was like, that's oh, actually what, what I on your too. leg? Yeah. I I was like, that sounds painful. What are you yeah. doing, Patrick? What's happening over there? Are you okay? I'm a, I'm a drummer, so I mean, tattoos of symbols would actually make sense. Yeah, yeah. We're getting yeah. way off track. Shane, ask <laughs> your next, Shane, ask your next no question track. to the guest uh, host today is uh, uh, Michael Douglas Wilson. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. S- someone just talk. Michael, where are you? So Shane, I, I if I missed it, I apologize. But when is when is that out? Oh, when's it out? Uh, I don't know. 
so seems like, seems like the preparation you should have done before you asked that question. No, it's it's out May eighteenth, twenty twenty one, which is the current year. If you didn't know, you know, time is weird these days. I mean, mm-hmm. someone could be listening to this years later. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So May eighteenth, twenty twenty one. You have to talk. The anthology is dropping. You have to. These kids are really close, and he's like, "You guys need to hear this. It's really important." <laughs> I was just trying to get my ASMR uh, career off the ground here. Oh, sorry, so, I didn't mean to interrupt with my bubbliness. Yeah, so that's we're rude, doing Jane. we're doing a Zoom release party. Shane, you're talking too loud. Eighteenth, and that is what? when huh? the anthology is releasing. May eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Howls from Hell, published by How Society Press. Nice. Woo. I've never had this silly of an episode before. We got 20 more minutes and we'll hit an hour mark. So just, just make us last for that and get the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. You're so rude tonight. tonight. <laughs> what, Cassie? I just look at how this frames. If I don't move this way and you can't see the TV, it's like, I have like, like, it's really nice. Sorry. You have I nice bookshelves. Very colorful. Uh, yeah, I like I like the like the color coordination. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because it just like if I'm like this, well, hang on, not like this. I see. Yeah, the TV's distracting now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Next time, will do better. The audio listeners are like, "Wow, this is interesting. <laughs> this is crazy." <laughs> what is this machine? <laughs> well. <laughs> Dude, honestly, if someone's listening to it at this point, they're either new or they're just like in it, I guess. I don't know. So let's get to uh, getting an agent. That's exciting. I mean, you got one book that's like, I guess, all right, called Anoka. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's all right. And uh, it's all right. That, that's, and I don't mean to say this in a, a just in a, like a rude way, but Uh-oh. I might. But that's the only book you get out and you get an agent. That's awesome, man. Seriously, that's a great – that's something that a lot of people take years to get. Um, yeah. you- <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's just the strangest way you could have worded that, Pat. I think that was so weird. Like, was that a compliment? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so fucking tired right now. I think so. I'm still dealing with that fucking <laughs> stomach bug too, so I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make fun of you. Uh, No, I'm just going to go throw up real quick. I'm going to throw up in two days, so I'm good. TMI. Um, Yeah, tell us the process of getting an agent. I'm not cutting any of this up, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the process. Um, What was the process, Shane? So the process was uh, I'm putting together in a dark fiction anthology of all indigenous writers, right? And so uh, by this time, I've got maybe 10 people on the docket. And um, some of the last ones, like I, I asked all the other ones directly, like on Twitter DMs or just a quick email. And they're like, yes, let's do it. Okay. And the other ones have agents. And, uh, it, you know, I'm like new to everything. So I'm like, oh, I got to talk to an agent before I talk to you. Uh, so I saved them for last and then, uh, they actually answered probably faster than the authors. So I should have done that first. Um, <laughs> so I contacted, uh, uh, Cherie Demeline. She is, uh, an indigenous female writer. Uh, she has books out like the Marrow Thieves, which is crazy good. 
um, The Empire of Wild, and she actually has a sequel coming for The Marrow Thieves. Um, and as I, you know, I, I had to contact the, uh, the agent. I guess she's my agent now, uh, <laughs> Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Uh, and she's gonna listen to the show, man. <laughs> oh, I will send her the link. I was gonna say she's probably gonna listen to this one at least. Come on. <laughs> I normally wanted to reply with so many stupid things, but like Shane's just his energies, his dumb energies bouncing off. No, Rachel's gonna be like, wow. Maybe I should find a new client. Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I asked uh, for her to be in the anthology, and I mentioned that I was working with Gabino. Uh, he offered to try to help me find a publisher. So back in, I mean, this all happened really fast. Um, the idea came about December 29th, kind of like when I woke up from COVID. Um, oh my god! I put it. Yeah, <laughs> I put a tweet out there. It somehow got like, I don't know, 800 likes and like retweets or something, which is like viral to me because I'm a nobody. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Gabino was going to help me find a publisher, most likely like an indie press. Um, and then our conversations got bigger. It was maybe like uh, a one book deal agent, um, possibly, um, one that works with the HWA a lot. And I was like, wow, okay. Uh, so we're in talks like that and emails. Um, and like in that process, it was taking too long to get an answer back from that person. So, um, you know, my heart goes out to Gabino for trying to help us. Um, I know he's super busy, but um, I was like, uh, I'll try to take the reins and try to hustle and do something. Because um, that's his advice anyway, to always hustle. Uh, so I told this to the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kids will know what that song is. It's... Uh, it's an old one. Um, it's corny. But I, I threw it out there that we were looking for representation in the email, and uh, we were kind of struggling at the point. And she answered in like 23 hours, which seems fast. And she said, you know, uh, Sheree would really like to do it. And um, you also mentioned that you're looking for representation. You know, would you be interested in uh, me being your agent? And I was like, what? Like, you want to be my agent? What are you talking about? Did you email the wrong person? I think you did. And um, I think I was at school at the time. I work at a high school. Uh, hopefully they don't cancel me. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, I kind of had a heart attack, like a mini little heart attack. I had to go to the bathroom, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, and the agent said that she wants to represent me. Uh, I don't know if this is normal, and I don't think it is. And... Um, uh, I replied back, uh, maybe. Uh, and then, <laughs> wait, wait, really? <laughs> yeah, just one word, maybe. <laughs> and then uh, I let her stew in it for you know a few weeks. <laughs> no, I said uh, immediately. Said um, you know that would be amazing. Uh, Shree's awesome. I love her work, and uh, I'd be really interested in you know your representation. And uh, then we set up a phone call, uh, and then. Yeah, she told me how much she liked Anoka, and that was kind of crazy to hear from an agent. And I was like, is this real life? <laughs> and um, it was really shocking because um, I don't feel like that amazing or you know good enough to have an agent still. And uh, I was really grateful for that to happen. And so we've been on a few phone calls, mostly emails. And uh, I think I with her late February. 
So between like the <laughs> between the idea for the anthology and getting an agent to represent it was, I think it was like uh, two months, and then now it is May second. This is uh, a recording from the past. Today is May twenty seventh. Um, no, it's kidding. But uh, <laughs> don't say that to me, man. Unless you're not listening to it on May twenty seventh, in which case it's whatever day you're listening to it on. No, it's consult the calendar so already with his calendar and his dates. That if you give Pat a different date, he might actually think it's May twenty seventh. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's true. Okay, I won't, I won't. like a hamster. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> oh God, we're recording with Tim Meyer tomorrow, and I don't. I haven't finished that book. <laughs> that book's so fucking big. <laughs> Yeah, I only saw the cover, and then I saw someone post a picture of it sideways, and I was like, oof, that's a thick boy. I'm only 10% um, in, man. Don't do that to me. Oh, you Okay, got so this. we all interrupted you. Go ahead, Shane. Sorry. Uh, oh, that's totally fine. Uh, Erica did uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She's so polite. <laughs> uh, are you sure you're not Canadian? Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, so now it's May 2nd, right now, this very second. It's May 2nd. And... I'm about to get the final, final, final notes on the proposal that I wrote. It's about eight pages, single space, which was a lot of work. Uh, I've never written a proposal before, obviously. Um, but she said it was actually really good to start out with, so I was surprised about that. But we are literally on the brink of shopping it out to... She gave me a list, um, and most of them are traditional uh, publishing houses. Like, there's Simon & Schuster in there, there's uh, Penguin... Um, so it's definitely going to be picked up in the first round, I'm pretty sure. And I'm really stoked on that. We're speechless. Okay. No, uh, I, I was expecting someone to jump in. Uh, so I guess I will. Hmm, what can I ask for a question? What does Michael David Wilson do again? Interesting. What's this, what's this thing? Throwing him under the I, bus. I think he uh, asked the guest how many books they can balance on top of their head. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> 69. Nice. Oh. Patrick. Yeah, so good job with the agent. Uh, I I mean, I don't know what to say. That isn't a common thing. Um, and yeah. it's really important. I read early on that it's like if you want to get a literary agent or whatever, look to see what writers you like and see who represents them. That's a good indicator that that's someone you may want. Um, not to grab the first agent that you have. Yeah. Uh, Paul Tremblay said that a uh, no agent's better than having a bad agent. He had a bad agent for his first time around, and I don't know what happened, but it's Paul's like super nice. So <laughs> that's like you're turning dark again, man. Audio listener Shane is surrounded by darkness with uh, red lips. It's very odd uh, to look at all at once. It's not happening again. Um, so tell us about your hat real quick. It says Hawk, and I love the artwork. Yeah, so uh, it's a hat that says Hawk, H-A-W-K. I do have to spell it because all my life people think it's H-O-C-K, or my last name is Hank, or you know, <laughs> a number of things. Maybe some some uh, hosts call me Sean on accident, uh, and it Ooh, just happens. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, who cares? Keep shot. Um, that's that's like my whole life, man. I think that's pretty common for a lot of people, to be honest. Wait, Pat, um, you called him Sean? Uh, one time, my bad. Oh, 
Cass, but the I, best I, part of that is that it got edited out, but yeah. he told him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm close enough with Shane where, uh, or Sean, I'm not sure at this point which one, Tony Hawk. Which, Sean Hank. Uh, yeah, my wife asked me if I'm talking to Tony Hawk's cousin, Tony. Um, so shout out to my wife. Hey, um, yeah, I'm she's going to listen to the show, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> at this point, it's literally just Bill Gates. <laughs> not even Melinda. She's like, uh, oh, I got time. I got a charity to run. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> We were talking about horror. Oh, yeah. Getting so, Patrick, them. what got you into horror? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't ask me that. Put me on the spot, man. <laughs> I would like to talk about your photography, though. It's beautiful. Um, Let's you do, do it. a great job. Tell us about it. How'd you get into it? You're doing it again, so plug yourself. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't really know why it started, but... I mean, I guess uh, one of my first majors, I wanted to be uh, a movie director. I'm sorry, your lips are so red and the rest of it's so dark. <laughs> Audio listeners, turn on YouTube so you can witness this. How, how does one turn on YouTube while they're listening to a show? Like, would you sync it up or? You just Science ask Siri. and technology. <laughs> Why do you have red lips? I mean, that's fine that you do, but uh, it seems uh, uh, a character for you. They keep yeah. splashing in and out. It's so distracting. <laughs> this is really yeah. not appropriate, Shane. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just a throwback to Sin City, you know. Um, you keep saying that, but I don't think that's the truth. <laughs> I mean, this is just inspired, you know. Um, you had a question. I forgot what it was already. Uh, your photography. Oh, yeah, photography. What is photography? So it's like when you get a camera <laughs> and you point it at an object... <laughs> You want to capture it, you got to do the rule of thirds. No, uh, I don't know. I don't remember the reason why I got into it. Uh, I got, I was really into movies. I was a movie buff, movie nerd. Uh, I wanted to get a degree where it helped me somehow work with movies. So I always had like an eye for uh, different scenes and stuff. Obviously never pursued that. Uh, maybe I will with writing because apparently you can be a writer and a screenwriter. Um, but somewhere, somehow... I started uh, getting into Instagram back when uh, Instagram wasn't just overtaken by like these amazing, crazy pro photographers. Um, so I luckily had my chance back then. I used just an iPhone and uh, it was like a big community back then. Uh, like you just, you do like these things called Insta meets and uh, you'd meet up with all these random internet strangers, which was kind of scary. Um, <laughs> sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> no actually uh quick side note one of my favorite uh stories in my life is going with uh four internet strangers uh from la to utah overnight uh and i never met him before um, that's, that's a horrible horrible idea <laughs> i'm glad you're not my child <laughs> yeah i'm not dead uh yet but um they flew yeah. from florida to la picked me up in a rental car um, and we drove from LA after the sunset cause we were photographers, uh, and we drove all the way to Zion national park. And I think, uh, I got out, took a piss and put on a headlamp and we started hiking up like uh, 6,000 feet and we got up there for sunrise and it was crazy. Thank you for telling us about the piss part. I think that serves as a purpose for some reason that went over my yeah. head. It relieved it's me. Crucial detail. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
so yeah, uh, the big thing was Instagram. Um, just making friends on there, making a big following. Um, I've always been a troll, so I got in trouble on there for <laughs> pointing out people who stole pictures, who uh, stole people's art. And I've always been vocal in trying to protect people. And uh, you make a lot of enemies that way. Um, so then I kind of like started leaving that uh, space and just kind of stopped doing it. But uh, I was really into photography and taking pictures of stuff. And that's how I met my uh, now fiance, uh, Tori. Hi, Tori. Uh, she'll probably listen to this. Maybe. She's going to listen to the show. <laughs> and uh, it was a cool thing to meet her on there. Uh, it wasn't like that typical, um, you know, like uh, like a random hot chick and then you slide into DMs as I hear. Uh, no, it was nothing like that. It was, um, I had a bunch of photography shots. Uh, she liked them at random. Um, at that time, I had a bunch of notifications all the time. And I just randomly saw her, you know, list of like three likes, clicked on it, saw she was at the local college. And I was like, oh, cool. And I like some of hers. And then somehow we followed each other. And then she started getting into photography and then uh, we became friends and they started dating. And then now I'm going to marry her next year. Uh, and we're actually making wedding plans right now. Uh, so that was because of Instagram. Uh, thank you, Bill Gates. Um, so, so, uh, is, it a, is it a Bill Gates product? No. But it should be, right? I mean, that guy's got enough fucking money for, you know, a million people. So, <laughs> no, I don't think it should be. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I really want to get back into photography. Uh, um, obviously, we couldn't last year because of travel restrictions. And uh, I'm getting really dark, so. Oh, dark. Uh, I needed my red lipstick again. There's no um, lipstick. There's nothing. The darkness has you. Yeah, you have to reapply. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Audio <laughs> listeners. Audio listeners um, are just like, what is he talking about? What is she talking about? <laughs> who who is Sean Hank? Um, <laughs> no, but uh, listen, really Shane, wanna... <laughs> you got to be serious for the next two seconds, or I don't know, you're fired from being my co-host. All right, well, I'm a co-host now. Holy crap! I, wait a minute, hang on. How that did you? A, that was you a get fast promoted? promotion. Yeah, I had I'm to. Not... I had to do like two episodes before I got that. Oh man. <laughs> um. Um, well, so I just Shane really slid in my DMs. <laughs> so, so who gets demoted to guest? Oof. There's no rules to the show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Are we going to I mean, pivot I'll take the business model? No one else is willing. I, I would like to talk about my splatter western at some point. What? <laughs> Yours? <laughs> no. Or, oh, mine. He definitely oh, said. He definitely said yours. Oh. Yeah. It was it was it was a joke that went horribly awry. Oh. I'm not used to this. This is this is Patrick's territory. My jokes always land. This oh, is no. terrible. How rude. Yeah. I like, yes. it. I like it. Yeah, so tell us about Brennan's uh, Splatterpunk series. So Brennan is writing a splatter western that takes place in Hawaii during the old west. Where where is we talking right now? Yeah, <laughs> I, fi- I figured what's more west than Hawaii? <laughs> exactly, it's the furthest west you can get until you start, you know, getting into the east. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, there's like a border in the ocean, um, so there's a lot of coconuts. And this is my NPR voice, and um, there's a lot of violence uh, over the coconuts, and that is over the, the gist coconut. of the story. 
on top yeah. of them, like not with the coconuts. The coconuts Over. do not have anything to do with the violence. It's just happening yeah. above them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just part of the setting. Yeah, they're the, on the floor hanging out. Yeah. For audio listeners, there is only enough. It is so dark on Shane's screen now that he pretty much just looks like the state of Florida. There we go. All right. So, Shane, tell us about your Splatter Western. My Splatter Western. Uh, nice. I'm <laughs> uh, going for 40,000 words, a novella. Um, it is due, I think, late summer um, to Jared at Death's Head Press. Uh, it's called Untamable Creatures. Uh, I took that title from, uh, what's his name? L. Frank Baum. He created uh, The Wizard of Oz. Turns out he was really into Indian genocide. Um, whoops, watch the screen. Uh, and um, Like in what kind of way, though? Uh, so after the, the um, Wounded Knee Massacre that was mm. in 1890, uh, he penned in, I guess you'd call it an op-ed, and he basically called Indians untamable creatures, and he said, you know, the, this is pretty decent, but uh, to get rid of all of them, we should just exterminate the rest, um, and called them untamable creatures. And I thought it would be uh, kind of an F-U-M uh, to use that term and kind of uh, rework it into a horror story. And I'm currently writing it. Um and I hope to have it done before all my other crazy projects going on. So you're talking about the dude that wrote <laughs> the wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I love that uh, movie. Um, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. Huh? What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a lot on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, he's dead. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, that wasn't right that far. Hey, no, look. right. My Lipstick. camera has flash. Hey, so are you related to Tony Hawk? Yeah, so Tony and I go way back. Um, he's actually my dad. And uh, the influence for a pro skater was actually me. Um, <laughs> I used to kickflip off of two stairs mm. and land the tray flips. And um, he was really taken aback by that. He decided <laughs> to team up with Neversoft. And it was a pretty neat deal. I still get royalty checks. No, interesting enough, I am uh, Bob Bernquist's son. Can't you tell by the uh, glasses? And I guess that's about it. Hey, fun story. I went to his house once. Hey, fun story. That's not true. <laughs> no, it's true. When he had the loop in his backyard. I, I, can't, tell if you're, I can't tell if you're being for real now. For real. Tell us about that. Okay, so I went to Bob Bernquist's house. My friend Mark Unwin was a skater, and uh, I... I could like do the ollie where you don't land it. Um, <laughs> you just kind of kick up and then do not land it. And so uh, I still had all these skater friends and he invited me over to uh, Bob Burnquist's house. And they had, that's at the time, uh, what was it? Like early 2000s. Uh, they had what's called the loop. Um, it's a very cool ramp where uh, you can go, you know, in a loop. Um and that was fun. He gave us a uh, free Capri Suns. Okay. Mountain okay. cooler. Uh-huh. Capri Suns are fantastic. We <laughs> love Capri Suns on this podcast. Yeah, and if if you're a kid like me, uh you do not use the um the official hole. You create a hole in the bottom. 
Wait, what? Just like you're butt chugging it, like. No, well, a butt chug is something separate. I think that's Steve-O's territory. No, no that's what you. Uh, that's what I do with my plants. I put. But see, my boyfriend, he tells me not to call it that too, and I don't. I don't understand why not because it's when I put my plants in the tray with water and they drink it from the bottom, like they're butt chugging. So I'm always like, look, my plants are butt chugging. It's so cute. And Rich is like, don't say that. <laughs> Yeah, probably don't say that normally. <laughs> you can say like ass sipping. Ass sipping? You think that's better than butt chug? No. That's my contri- contribution to this conversation. <laughs> no, but you get the Capri Sun and on the top is a hole. No, you, you don't do that. You turn it upside down and you go on the bottom. You make your own hole. Does it matter where you make the hole? Like, do you make it in the seam or do you make it right in the middle? It depends on the day of the year. Mm, what about on the 22nd of March? So that's more on the left. Uh, probably like the second quadrant. That makes sense. Okay. I'm not following any of this conversation right now. <laughs> Erica, you want to jump in with a question for the guest? Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about your hatred for cilantro. Cilantro? <laughs> Can't speak. Yeah. People call it cilantro. I I should probably start calling it that because I hate it so much. Uh, I think that people in the UK call it coriander. Um, They're wrong, but it's called cilantro. Uh, It's terrible. It's a vile weed, as they say. Um, And everyone asks me, do you have the soap? Does it taste like Dawn soap? And I've never tasted Dawn soap, but I've tasted cilantro, and it's terrible. So... Is that the it's answer? bad. That's not a good answer. <laughs> Make it funnier. All right, so try again. Thanks. <laughs> next. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a true story. I've tried cilantro and I don't like it. How you pronounce, is that how you pronounce it? Cilantro. Cilantro. Yeah. Would you consider trying dish soap to compare the two? <laughs> yeah, no problem. We'll wait. Yeah, on camera. <laughs> on camera? Oh. Well, if it's if it's good enough for oily ducks, it should be good enough for me. It did It did save the ducks. They're still milking that on the commercial. They're milking them? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's how they get that's how they get the dawn soap. You can't milk ducks, fucker. <laughs> you can milk anything with nipples, Greg. <laughs> that's such a great I love that movie. That one's so funny. <laughs> Audio listeners, I do not apologize. Audio listener, Shane just showed his nipples and said, you can milk me, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> we will not cut that out. No. <laughs> All right. I don't know where we go from this. Do we just say bye? and like? Text so, Patrick, other? what's your favorite snack? <laughs> what a ridiculous question. But it's cheese. <laughs> What is kind of cheese? cheese? Is cheese a snack? Yes. Cheese is everything. Cheese is a full meal, bro. I used to work at this grocery store as a dairy clerk. And uh you I may, only may, sold cheese? I may or may not have tried the product. And by try, I mean, you know, the whole hard cheese thing. Did you butt chug it? <laughs> <laughs> like a whole block of cheddar? I, <laughs> I don't think you chug cheddar, okay? <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> you could chug anything. <laughs> if you try hard enough. <laughs> Fucker. 
this is what happens when you put me on camera. I say stupid things. You see this whole episode. <laughs> I don't even know what's yeah, happening people, anymore. You know, people have to have fun, you know. <laughs> there's so true. much there's so much sadness out there. Like what? You gotta live in one up. thing. Uh coronavirus. Oh, 19. Whoa, yes. too, too soon. <laughs> That's too a throwback. It's <laughs> a throwback? It is now, yeah. It's like, what, two years old now? Well, remember we talked about how uh, we didn't know when people would be listening to it. It could very well be a throwback by the time somebody listens to it. It's true. Yeah, see. If they have be. a time machine, too, they could bring it from the future to the past, and then it could be just like... Speaking of time machines, Back to the Future... Probably the best trilogy ever. Better than Godfather? <laughs> what is Godfather? I'm just joking. I don't know your family, Patrick. Uh, um, <laughs> we're Italian. Obviously. Is that an Irish movie? The Irish Mafia? <laughs> like The Departed? Oh, that's a good movie. That is a good movie. That has Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yes. That's the only reason I watch it. I couldn't he gets tell. shot in the face. Oh, my God. oh, does he? I don't remember that. Way to ruin the ending, dude. <laughs> Audio listeners, if you haven't watched The Departed that came into the mainstream in 2006, you're doing a disservice. Why is it only audio listeners? I feel like the video ones. <laughs> well, so, I just like talking to them more. When I first, when I first saw that... You just alienated a lot of video watchers. No, the video watchers know. They understand already. Audio listeners are in a different world. You sent them to YouTube, and then you kept talking to the other people who did not go to YouTube. That's how you got to do marketing, I guess. Shane, how are you going to pull me out of this spiral and tailspin when I have no listeners? (laughs) Uh, We can just switch the business model to ASMR. Sure, man. If that works for you, it can work for me. So you guys want to talk about upcoming projects for Shane or Sean, either one? Even though we've talked a whole lot about it. Okay, no one gives a shit about that. What are you... Why don't we jump into a... <laughs> yeah, Shane Hawk. Who gives a fuck about that guy? If this is the first episode someone's listening to, they're probably going to think I'm a dick. They're probably going to follow me on Twitter and notice I'm not too funny on Twitter. Mm-mm. Be sad. Set up your game. <laughs> um, do you guys want to talk about what you're currently reading? I have another question, but it's a serious oh. question that I was scared to ask because I didn't want to change up all the jokes. <laughs> serious? Okay, okay. Go, go. For You're it. not going to get a serious answer as long yeah. as you know that going in. Please feel I mean, free. Just look on my lips. They're serious. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I just wanted to talk about your shop and what you're doing with donating money right now. You just tweeted about it recently with all the proceeds. Right. Uh, so it wasn't my shop, but it was like. Uh, book royalties um i was hoping uh all right so it's it's kind of mixed bag uh so amazon doesn't pay like a lot of royalties because i i set my uh prices low you know because it's my first book anoka um and i want people to be able to afford it um and uh i said i think it was april 20th i said hey from the 20th to the, the 30th I'll donate all my book royalties to the First Nations Development Institute. And so uh, I think, uh, I forget how many units I sold, but I got 80 bucks in royalties. And so I um, I rounded it up to 100. And so I'll be, I already donated uh, earlier today. 
and someone reached out and said, hey, I'll triple that. And then so I think tomorrow it'll be 300. So uh, uh, Native communities are, they were really uh, hit by COVID-19. Um, and this fund will really help um, some communities out. I don't know. That's like the gist awesome. of it. Very basic uh, donating. Perfect. Yeah, I was mixing two things. I wanted to talk about like your t-shirt designs and the royalties, but I just merged it all into one because I panicked oh, no halfway through. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I set up the merch um, to get me by during, because I lost, uh, well, not lost, I guess I temporarily, temporarily lost my wages for all of December and late November because of COVID. Um, and so I really needed some money. Um, so I was seeing if people could support me by buying a shirt or whatever it was or a mug. Um, and so I set that up, uh, Black Hills Press. That is my self-publishing imprint. I still plan on publishing through there. Um, if I ever come up with something that isn't widely marketable by my agent. Um, so everything I write has to go to her first. Um, that's just kind of how the contracts work. And if she deems it as something that's, you know, can't really be in Barnes and Noble or whatever, I could just publish it myself whenever I want. And, uh, so the merch was just kind of, uh, to get my name out there too. Um, and just to have fun. So I hired like artists, uh, to create some designs and sold those. Um, but just like my book, I set all the prices to be pretty low, almost like just above cost. Um, so I didn't make like a bunch of money off of it. Uh, I made it like, like each item, I probably made like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars tops. And um, that was fun. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll do another design soon, but uh, I have a lot of other stuff going on. But it was fun to, um, to have to see people actually like support me just aside from the book. Like it's it takes a lot to like get someone to read your stuff and then to care enough about like trying to spread your name to like buy a shirt. Uh, it was really cool to see. Sure. Yeah, I love seeing just random people posing in their t-shirt design. Like, I'm, I'm always obsessed with it. Like, I'm wearing it right now. You can't really see it. Yeah. Ugh. That's awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> I set my yeah, one of the... too high. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, one of my favorite ones that I saw was uh, the editor of Nightmare Mag, uh, Wendy Wagner. Um, she bought a shirt from me and, like, posted about it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. And also speaking of stores, Cassie, why don't you tell us about yes. yours? Talk about it. <clears throat> Just plug it. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Cassie, Bill Gates is listening. <laughs> plug it. Billy I, Gates. I have a Bill Gates, dear Bill, sir. <laughs> I have the thing for you. William. Rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> and tarot books. <laughs> I have, um, I, what, <laughs> why audio listeners, you missed out on some good gold. So you go to YouTube, <laughs> um, my shop, I sell art and then I make books and bookmarks and resin stuff. And I just recently I released two books, I think in the last couple of months, um, the final girls coloring book and then a plant journal. And then also I have a mug, a Buffy a Vampire Slayer mug that's on sale for this month or until the middle of this month. Yay. Nice. Very cool. 
Awesome. Fantastic. Um, now let's go to what is everybody currently reading? Who would like to go first? I'll take okay, over as uh, right. main main host. Uh, okay. I, I like I like that. Uh, you I? lost your hostship. Sorry, man. Yeah, we passed it on. Oh well. Uh, also, I'm the guest now. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. guest host. Uh, Cassie, here we go. Uh, so for your your art, um, I like your. She said guest dummy. What? <laughs> she said she's the guest. Oh now. yeah. So guest uh, Cassie Daly, <laughs> um, author of Anoka. So for your art uh, i don't know i don't like, think i did that oh yeah I, i'll have to google it uh, <laughs> so for your art um uh i saw the coloring book for the horror uh, authors i was going to ask you did you ask their permission first or did you totally like draw them and say hey you want to be in this book or like how did the process work i so I had a list and then I messaged or emailed all of them and then they agreed. And then I asked them which kind of monster, like I gave them a list of like four or five monsters and then asked them to pick one. Um, and then cool. I drew half of them as a monster and the other half as their regular normal selves. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have uh, any uh, horror author that said, uh, no, I want to keep a private life. So no, so I can answer this, but I can't say who it was. There was somebody Ooh. I asked, but they're apparently they write with somebody else and that's not known publicly. Oh. So they couldn't, or they didn't feel comfortable being in right. the book as the author themselves. And since they couldn't include the person that writes with them. Um, okay. Yeah. But they're really great and there's no hard feelings or anything. I totally yeah. understood that so that's good. And then um, everybody else said yes, which Thankfully, like I was, I felt, I was so worried. I didn't think people would say yes. So yeah, it was cool. <laughs> That's cool. So they're like a half ghost writer. They're yeah, I don't, I didn't ask the... too much. It seemed like they were very kind of secretive about it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to push. I'm sorry. It's fine. No problem. I still buy your books. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Was that Shane Hawk? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> who it was. Yeah. Yeah. That it would... comes around, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's jump into what are you guys currently reading? Shane Hawk, go first, sir. All right, right now. Sean. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, so Sean Hank, Sean Hank. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently reading uh, two books. So one is Tome by Joff. Uh, what What did I just say? Joff? Joff? <laughs> His new name is Joff. Is it Joffrey? No, Ross Jeffrey. Uh, not Joff. Hey, hey, Ross. Don't Ross Jeff? Don't Jeff be Ross? mad, Ross. So Ross Jeffrey, uh, Tome. Um, I bought that. I actually bought uh, a book from each of the co-hosts of the live stream I was on yesterday. My plan was to read all their work before the show, but alas, it didn't work. Uh, it didn't work out. But I'm currently reading Tome. Um, I'm also reading uh, Michelle Good's Five Little Indians. Um, she is uh, represented by Rachel, who's also my agent. So I kind of want to go through all the books that my agent represented just to like show support and this is the second one that i'm on nice uh erica or cassie sorry i tried to unmute i was just googling because i forgot the titles of what i was reading um is it by joff <laughs> or ross unfortunately no um i am in a readathon by somebody named rick though so our name kind of yeah. uh, <laughs> really not making those connections but Rick Ross no Coral I'm blanking on his Rick Joff 
DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah, you guys are just making me panic. Richard Martin. That's his name. Hey. Um, <laughs> I know him. Yeah, so he's doing the Rick's okay. on Instagram, and it's been a lot of fun. They're on the second book now by um, Gemma Amore. So we're, I say we're, I don't know how many people are taking part, but um, it's Cruel Works of Nature that's up now. Um, and then the next one is White Pines. So I'm very excited to reread that one. Um, and I'm also rereading uh, the Cabin in the Woods novel. Oh boy. Novel- novelization. That word. Thank you. We're, oh. we're, we're <laughs> watching that one this month for my movie party for the Rainbow Reel. You should come. We're going to watch it. Yeah, that's my we're favorite watching, horror movie. That and Insidious <laughs> are my two favorites. And we're watching them both this month. I'm so excited. You should come. It's, nice. a, it's, it's such a it's fun an awesome movie. Yeah, I want to watch those movies on repeat for the rest of my life, just over <laughs> and over again, because I feel like every time I watch them, I notice something new too. And then when you watch it with other people, they notice things that you didn't notice the first time. And you're like, bitch, where the fuck did you come from with that? Like, I didn't know about that. Like, I didn't even see that the first time. You might want to edit that. I don't know if that was. Yeah. That's like having a beta reader. <laughs> yeah. It's like, How did you find that? Brennan. Brennan's done that for me. He's read something that I've written and he's like, oh, I noticed this. And I'm like, Oh shit! Yeah, I did that on purpose. Totally. So <laughs> did you, 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 you say I didn't purpose? do that on purpose, and then you come back with, you know, wait a minute, no, I did. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. That was intentional. No, but it's too late now. So. <laughs> did you intentionally make commentary on inner city gangs in this uh, one line, Jesse? <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, that sounds like me. <laughs> the whole chat just died. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Cassie, what are you currently reading? Oh, I'm prepared for this one. I have nice. two books, and I can show you them because I. Oh, I love it. Ooh. Okay, so this one is "God Is a Fill" by V. Castro, and I'm really excited. It's I got I really like the cover. I don't know if you can super see it because it's getting dark in here because the sun's going down. But the mm-hmm. spine is also really cool because it's got like this actual spine on it, which I'm Ooh. I like the bones. I'm a fan of the bones. So, yeah, and then this one. Children of Chicago by Cynthia. I don't know if it's Paleo or Palio, so I'm going to say both just so I'm safe. The latter. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, I'm all, I'm almost done with that one. Um, and then halfway through this one, which I actually started this one digitally, and then um, Cena sent it to me once it got released as a hardcover. Mm-hmm. So I, I stopped reading it digitally because I wanted to save it. So when I for when I got the book, and then I got it, and um, I've had like a reading slump. So I put it off and then I started it again, like a couple nights ago. And I was like, Oh, I don't know how I even stopped this. Like, I just want to keep going. So yeah, I should be finished with it in a few days. Nice. Really I just good. finished that one. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Not to put you on the spot or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Brennan, what are you currently reading? I have uh children of Chicago coming my way, hopefully this week. And then I will uh, try really hard to get to it. My, my currently reading pile is, no lie about a foot tall right now because it's got some uh really thick books in it but uh those are four books it's i i think i do i have like four books going right now that are like five or six hundred plus pages which is just not smart um (laughs) but actually the one i'm kind of uh uh, really into right now and I'm going to butcher her name so on the off chance that she is listening to this with Bill Gates uh, I apologize <laughs> but I think it's uh, Viclame Mist um, has her vampire series and I absolutely blasted through the first one and I'm about 60% done with the second one 
uh, looking to read the one she just put out before she comes on the show in a couple weeks. But they are they're really fun. I'm really enjoying the books. They're very fast paced. Um, there's not, you know, three, they're, they're like 250, 300 page books, I think. Um, and there's like not a dull moment in them. So I'm really enjoying them. Yeah. It's like a vampire trilogy, right? Yes. uh, I I think that I want to say it's an ongoing series as in, I think she's working Mm. on book four now. I don't know if she has, uh, plans uh to take it further than four if she's gonna send it into space at some point but it's i'll, I'll keep reading it i'm reading tim myers's awesome new tome um where i'll butcher the fucking title so it's a long book it's coming up through silver shamrock and what's the title oh i, I don't i don't remember <laughs> what's it called malignant summer that's there the one go. good work yeah. such, a, such a cool cover too it, it does cover. and the other one is Haley piper's upcoming uh collection um, oh i read that one. Oh, i forgot to say that one i have i just got that one in the mail like yesterday but i haven't even taken a picture of anything or of it or anything of it yet sorry oh it's all good uh <laughs> yeah so those are fun um shane where can people follow you um down the street <laughs> no but online um twitter.com have you guys heard of it it's a little bird app. Um, Shane Hawk. That's <laughs> my name. For, is it for bird enthusiasts or is it like? Yeah, bird? it's it, that's why I'm allowed on there because my last name. But <laughs> no, my handle is Shane Hawk with an extra K at the end. So if you know how to spell, it's S H A N E H A W K K. And uh, or else just go to my name dot com. My Shane name Hawk. is it actually? Yeah. Shanehawk.com. Not, not my name. <laughs> so now I got a little newish segment where I ask everybody what their final thoughts are. So oh, we're doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was new. Uh, she said newish. So oh, true, true. I get away with it. <clears throat> Shane, what are your final thoughts as you sip a cup of something? I don't know what it of is. Your head. Uh, of my head. This is a super, super good. It's um, it's room temperature agua. Um, my final thoughts are: I had a lot of fun here. Um, hopefully, people had fun listening. I know we're goofing off a lot. Um, there's some serious discussions in there, but you really have to look hard. Um, but I had a really good time. You guys are awesome, and thanks for having me on here. Sweet. Uh, yeah, no problem, Erica. What are your final thoughts, if any, or sounds? Uh, just a comment that my cheeks are so sore from laughing this whole time. <laughs> I'm ready for this to be over as much as I love all of you. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Cassie. I I don't normally have people staring at me for this long, so it's really awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> That's crazy. No, no, no. No, this is really fun. And I, I'm glad we could do this. Also, I've just got to get that shade of lipstick from you, Shane, because it's just so flattering it's popping thank you thank you the the shade is actually called malignant summer <laughs> oh i thought man i saw that in the store and i thought it was malign summer uh, like, <laughs> you guys are making fun of a sick boy brian hawk what about you buddy lots of people think that shade is french but it turns out it's not <laughs> um so 
on a ah, my cheeks hurt now on an attempted serious note yeah shane pleasure to have you on we've been looking forward to it for a long time uh you you. know besides the reschedule and all that a long time even before that um you're doing big things you know bursting on the scene and uh, it looks like there's no end in sight and good for you man appreciate that man thanks can I just bursting gave me such a visual. I just pictured him like the Kool-Aid man just coming into the horror community like, hey. <laughs> I just bursting, ass chugging, all that. Butt chugging, bursting. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was butt chugging. Butt chugging and ass ass sucking, ass slurping. Ass sipping. Ass, ass sipping. It definitely man. wasn't any of those last two. <laughs> So my final thought is I've had a real fun time. I, I love all you guys and uh, I'm glad that we could do this together. Um, and I'm sure we'll do this again sometime, somewhere, someplace, maybe at Shane's house. I don't know. So uh, thanks yeah. a lot, everybody. Uh, next episode is episode 91 with Lee Murray and Darren Kapoff. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. It might be French, you know, uh, we're going to focus on mentorship and who, who knows what else? We don't know the show. It gets silly sometimes. Um, Shane, Erica, and Cassie, and Brennan, thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Listeners, thank you for uh, surviving this long. And Shane, uh, next time you come on, don't be so silly. This is a very right. serious <laughs> show. Very serious NPR voice next time. Thank you. Um, you have many choices in podcasts. Thank you for picking us. Deadhead space. So yeah, Rain Tim Myers is uh malign malignant summer. Oh, that's bad. I don't I don't think that's <laughs> Ooh, where's the edit button? <laughs> malignant. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it was French? No. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, let's rewind. Now we're still air out. <laughs> One. Schnapp, so we can get through.